You're listening to the Empowered Parent Podcast with Ryan and Kayla North, hosted by Chris Turner, a One Big Happy Home production. This podcast equips parents to empower their children and build healthy relationships throughout the home in order to see lasting change and thrive as a family. This is for families of all kinds, especially those who are parenting kids through adoption, foster care, kinship care, or in the process. This podcast is a trust-based, trauma-informed, connected parenting resource. To learn more, visit OneBigHappyHome.com. Well, greetings, and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast. Joining me, as always, are my pals, Ryan and Kayla North. Hi, guys. Hey, Chris. How are you? Yeah, I, I know I said this the last time, Chris, but the <laughs> joining me, as always, you need to practice that, you know. Like in, in front of the mirror, or maybe you should record your voice saying it, because it really oh, felt like, me as always. oh, again, I have to deal with these two idiots. <laughs> maybe I'm just sensitive. Well, I mean, I maybe that's what he was thinking. Maybe you are just a wee bit sensitive. I mean, it is the Empowered Parent Podcast with Ryan and Kayla North, hosted by Chris Turner. So it, it's kind of built in that's, already that joining me name. as always is going to be Ryan and Kayla. Yes, <laughs> I know. I just like I just like messing with you because I, I think one time I'm, I'm going to say joining me as always are Kayla and Ryan North and flip it on <laughs> just to change go. it up just, just to, to make it a little way. different. I might not say anything for five minutes and just knock me back. <laughs> <laughs> just be so confused. Like, wait, hold on. Wait a what tick. Happened? Well, hey, speaking oh, of goodness. being knocked back and being confused. Which is like a perpetual state for adoptive and foster parents. It feels like a lot of times, right? Because yeah. I know I've I've yeah. been there, and I, I was just there a couple of days ago, uh, with a couple of hours. Um, challenging behaviors. Oh okay. my goodness! <laughs> the looks on both uh-huh. your faces when I said that kind of proves that yeah, we've all dealt with that. Uh, Why? Just earlier this yeah. evening, you know what I was thinking <laughs> what, during that. Chris is like, how have you managed to not address, have to deal with challenge behaviors for a couple of days now? What is your secret? Right? Oh, yeah. It, what's it, your secret? Avoidance. Yeah, we had some earlier. They, they've been at school for a good part of the day. Oh. That's that's. Oh, uh, I mean, that's you know, what it is. Maybe okay. We had a challenging behavior. One of them at dinner tonight. So. There you go. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's hard because there's always, it, it seems like there's always something, you know, and there's always, I mean, I, I really do feel like it's, it can be really exhausting, especially when you have more than one kid, right? Like I won't put a number on how, when you get exhausted, but I'd say anywhere, I mean, even just one kid, you can get exhausted. But when you have more than one, you feel like when one's having a good day, the other's not having a good day, you know, mm. it never seems to be like they're all having a good day on the right. same day <laughs> or, you know, like mealtime is pleasant with everybody except one kiddo or bedtime is pleasant with everybody except one kiddo. I mean, I guess I should just be thankful that they're not all like having meltdowns at the same time. That doesn't usually happen. Usually it is just one out of a group, you know, but Still, it just feels sometimes it feels like you're putting out one fire after another and yeah. never truly getting to the the cause. Like what's what's behind all of this? Well, and I think before we, we investigate further, um there was there was a reason that I uh responded with sensitivity to Chris saying and joining me as always, because uh, I did the last time for a joke, but I did this time because um, and you said, well, maybe and we talked about how maybe I was just sensitive. And I think one of the first triages we have to do 
when we're considering challenging behaviors in our kids is, is it actually a challenging behavior or are we just mm-hmm. struggling to deal with it because of something that's going on inside of us? Right. Because uh-huh. as we know, behavior is nothing more than a need expressed. Come on. Except sometimes we're it's more concerned behavior. about the behavior than the need <sighs> that's being expressed. Right. Yes. And but- like you were get, you were just saying, right. Sometimes it's, it's our behavior reacting to that behavior that complicates the situation more than just our trying to see, well, what's the need of my child at this time? Yes, because, um, because I said that very authoritatively, I, I think, I think that it is, um, because we just want what we're, what we're dealing with to stop. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, it's, um, we want compliance, right? We, we talk about connected parenting, but if we're really honest, uh, any connected parenting is is bucking our natural way of compliance parenting, right? And, and yeah. part of that's because that's how we were raised. I mean, we're all generationally the same. I know Kayla's probably, you know, hanging on to the edge of the generation barely. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, you know, if we had to barely. talk about the way... Much younger. Okay, just just take the compliment. <laughs> Don't belabor it. <laughs> um, you know, but I think if we had to talk about the ways that we were parented... I think I know it will be there'll be so so many common threads running between those even though you know I'm from I was raised in South Africa Chris you were raised in Louisiana and Kayla was raised in Texas um, I know they're neighboring states but I mean culturally Texas versus Louisiana there might be some 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 you know very obvious differences between people um, and things like that so um, but we all similarly, and so we go with what we know. And what we go with what we know is is if anything got out of out of line in my house growing up, it had to be shut down immediately. Because yeah. if we don't get the compliance we want, it reflects badly on us. You know, and and I've told the story so many times before, probably on this podcast. I know we tell it when we when we do training that we always ask parents. Not always. We have asked parents many times in the past. Why why do you parent the way you do? How would you define success is another way we parent that. And it's like, I want, you know, well-adjusted, independent members of society who love the Lord. If, if, they're, if they're a Christian audience, they'll, they'll add if they're, who love the Lord. Um, but but that's, not, that's not entirely true because what we really want is children who just listen and do as they're told. Um, because that's that's how we parent our kids. And I don't mean we like, hey, listeners out there, you. I mean we, Ryan, Kayla, Chris, plus everybody listening, right? So Yeah. Uh, right. I'm done I'm done being confessional and honest and vulnerable. <clears throat> Somebody else say something. <laughs> now you're done. No more no more confessions out of no Ryan. No more vulnerability this At least evening. for five minutes. <laughs> I hit my max. And then he'll and then he'll confess <laughs> something else. You ha- hit your max already? I mean, we're not very far into this. It's, it's Can't have already day, hit yeah. your Max. Well, and I think, I think just to tack on to what you said too, is it's not always like, it's not always that the behavior is really anything big, but we respond in a big way because Mm. of our own, whatever we're dealing with. So maybe we stayed up too late binge watching a show and we're tired and the next day we're grouchy with our kids and everything seems like a big deal because we're tired, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe we had a stressful meeting for work and you know we're all at home together. So it's not like when you were going into the office and you had a stressful meeting at work and then by the time you got home, maybe you had decompressed, but now you get off a stressful phone call and your kid asks you to do something and you're like 
respond out of that or you ask them to do something and they don't do it right away and you respond out of the frustration from whatever meeting you were out of, right? You were in just now. So I think so many times that it is our own stuff that gets in the way and, but, but there are times that it's, it's not us. It's not our own stuff. There are times that it is, we truly need to figure out what is my kid trying to communicate to me in this, in this instance, you know, it's not just that they pushed our buttons in this and it's something we need to deal with, but maybe it's something, you know, maybe there's some disrespect or maybe they're lying to us or maybe they're, you know, doing something that needs to be addressed, but we're trying to figure out not just the compliance aspect of it, but like, what are they trying to tell me? Like, what is it? You know, I was talking to a mom who was talking about, you know, after visits with biological family, they were seeing all of these big behaviors and nothing was being communicated from the kid. And finally she said, you know, is it too hard for you during these visits? Would it, would you like to take a break? And he looked at her and he was like, I can do that. Like, would it, would it be okay if we took a break for a little bit? Because he was really struggling, but he didn't know how to ask for it. You know, he was, Mm -hmm. he should have had the words as far as what society would say age wise. He should have been Mm -hmm. old enough to have the words to say it, but he was so in that emotional part of his brain that he wasn't able to get the words out. But when mom put words to it, he was like, that's what it is. That's, that's what I need, you know? And so sometimes if we can just kind of dig deep enough, we can figure out what is it that they're trying to tell me, even if they can't find the words to tell you. Doing the, yeah. de- the detective work on our own kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so I'm glad you said that. Um, Chris, do you, do you guys, have you ever watched Ted Lasso on Apple TV? No, we have not. Okay, so um, just just I'll do the disclaimer up front. Anybody who hasn't seen it, um, I mean it's it, it's a show set around the Premier League of English soccer. So as you might imagine, there's some language in it. So I'll just we'll issue that disclaimer. I loved it um, when it when it first aired in August of last year. I could not wait for Friday for the new episode. I loved it so much that I couldn't. I said, "Mom, if you got to give this thing a try." After like one episode, she said, yes, I'm in. It is an amazing, amazing show because this man, uh, Ted Lasso, is just so, so fascinated. But there's this one scene where he quotes Walt Whitman, and, and, I, and I won't ruin the scene at all, but it is a spectacular scene. And he says, it's like Walt Whitman said, be curious, not judgmental. Mm. And I just think that applying that specifically in the context of what we're talking about here to our children if we can be curious about the behaviors and not judgmental mm-hmm. about the behaviors and Kayla back me up. It's a fantastic scene in the pub when they're playing darts, right? Oh, it, is a, he... it is a fantastic scene. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 but and I, I love that phrase because so often, not just with our kids, with anybody, yeah. you know, cause it wasn't a scene with kids. It was a scene with two adults. And the thing is that we are oftentimes we judge a behavior just on the surface level and we don't, dig any deeper we don't have that curious piece to it like what's going on really here can we ask some more questions can we figure out i mean i know my kid's refusing to eat their dinner or i know my kid is throwing their shoes across the room and what i want to do is say you need to eat your dinner sit down eat that food that i made for you 
but why are they throwing it across the room? You know, why are they refusing to eat it? Can we ask a few more questions? But most of us can't get past that. We can't get past the surface behavior and we judge and we want to put a stop to it instead of curiously asking, hmm, I wonder what's going on here. I wonder how I can help. So how can we help? Well, I like the... <laughs> oh, well, you guys want the rock paper help? scissors for who? who rock gets, paper scissors for who says it? Well, if I was just okay. going to say that. Go ahead. That that um, I like to start with that acronym from I think it's from the Whole Brain Child. Mm-hmm. That Halt acronym that they use. Are they hungry? Are they angry? Are they lonely? Are they tired? I think that is like such a great place to start just in being curious. So like if you have no brain power to think anything more than that, those four questions can get you. I mean, I would say a a big percentage of the time, those four questions are going to answer it, right? Are they hungry? Get them something to eat. Are they angry about something? Let's dig a little deeper and figure out why they're angry. Are they lonely? Okay, let's play a game. Do something together. Find a connecting activity. Are they tired? Okay, let's figure out how to help them get better sleep. You know, do we need to put them to bed earlier? There was a mom recently that was like, you know, my kid was melting down when it was bedtime at 830. We moved bedtime up to seven o'clock and now they go to sleep because they were overtired and they needed to move it up so that they could get enough sleep, you know? And so I think when you ask just those four simple questions, you really can get a lot of information and you oftentimes can solve it right there with those first, just those four things. What I find fascinating too about HALT and what each letter represents is we typically think of these things when we have this behavior coming from children that we get behavior reactions from, right? But yeah. really all HALT is, is just what happens with a baby magnified. Because why does a baby cry? When they're hungry, when they're angry, why does the baby get angry? Because they have a poopy diaper and it doesn't feel good, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> they're lonely. They want mom or dad to hold them. Yep. Or they're tired. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, it's the mm-hmm. same thing with our kids, no matter what age they are. It just looks different in how it's well, the same thing for us, too, to us. right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's the same thing for us. Well, the thing that I like about it is that it's halt, which means stop. Because mm-hmm. if you want the behavior to halt, then you might consider mm-hmm. these things, right? I mean, and, you know, Chris, I, I said half-jokingly, at very best half-jokingly, how have you avoided big beha- challenging behaviors for two days? Were you out of town, right? Because earlier today, um, you know, Kayla and I take turns using the, the, the desk upstairs in our bedroom as the office, and the other one who um, really draws the short straw during the workday uh, uses our dining room table as their as their desk. And so um, this week, as the recording of this episode, our children are on some kind of break from school. They have the week off. Winter but, break. Winter break. So uh, my wife said, okay, so here's all. schoolers take a lot of breaks. <laughs> so my wife says, here are all the things you have to get done. And as soon as you're done with this, you're on break. Well, you know, some of the kids have uh, have just jumped in and done it. And some of the kids have had to be encouraged and reminded. Uh, but my eight-year-old is really struggling with this today. Because she wanted to do something, and she was told by mom and dad, "No, you got to get your schoolwork done before you can do it, baby." And so, uh, so she was angry at us because of that. Um, also, as the age separation is starting to work here, I think someday she's starting to feel left behind by her her, her older siblings, um, the 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 twelve and the thirteen year old. So she feels lonely some days. 
Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. She was up before before we were this morning, so I know she's tired. And um, she did not, I mean, I, gosh, I had to beg them to eat lunch today because she wasn't hungry. So all of a sudden, this storm collides, and she's sitting next to me doing her math, and she's refusing to do her math because it's too hard. Uh, her math is not too hard. Her math is too easy. We, we, should, we need to challenge her more uh, because when she's, a, when she's you know, in, in a regulated state, she just breezes through it. But she just kept on and on about how she can't focus and her math's too hard. And then she was crying and then she was yelling at me. So I went up and I got, uh, I got these two glass, two matching glasses and I got a can of, of, of flavored fizzy water like we like here at our house. And I started splitting the, 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 so the, the water between them. And she said, you're just wasting the bubbles that you're pouring into that glass. And I said, <laughs> okay. And I got a granola bar and I opened it and I just put it in front of her. She said, I'm not eating that. I said, you don't have to eat it. I just put putting the granola bar on the table, and she said, "You can add this granola bar to the pile of things you're wasting today." Oh. I was like, okay, babe. Okay, I'm just leave it there. I just you know get back to your math. Daddy's, daddy's got to get back to his, to his job over here. And about two minutes later, I see her, and she's just this really big chew because she's taking like a th- you know a quarter of the bar in her mouth. <laughs> and I look at her and I said, "I thought you weren't going to eat that." And she said, "Well." I don't want to do math, and this is at least not doing math, so I will eat it. <laughs> but she's done with the granola bar. She drank her water. She finished her math. And so, you know, the, the, halt, was in, the halt was in full effect at Casa de la Norte today. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, and it's not always that they have all four of those things happening, right? But, right. But that's I the, said it was a day. But, yeah, that is... <laughs> With some kids, you do end up having all of them colliding all at once, and then it, it's like the perfect storm, right? It's that yeah. perfect place of of everything's colliding, and we've all had those days. I mean, that's the thing that I think we we forget, right? We've all had those days where everything seems to be going wrong, where we didn't get enough sleep, where we're hungry, where we feel like we're unimportant, or we're not needed, or whatever it is, we all have those days. And sometimes we all have those moments where we're like, I'm not going to eat that. And I'm not going to, maybe that we don't say it exactly like that because we have adult brains that are fully developed, but maybe sometimes we do. Sometimes we do, you know, act that way. We act childish and we don't respond in the way we should. Um, But we don't give our kids the benefit of the doubt very often. We don't give our kids the, uh, benefit of that they're having a bad day or that things are are hard um, because we're so we just have to teach them a lesson or we have to get them to behave or 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 the worst part is we get um, we get to a place where we um, we we parent out of fear and we yeah. parent out of um, if I don't teach them this now, if they don't learn to self-regulate now, if they don't learn to fill in the blank with whatever skill <laughs> it is that they need, if they don't learn it now, then we can't, you know, like my kid's going to be, you know, and, and we, we parent out of the fear of what is to come and what they will mm. become and what yep. might happen to them as an adult. And we're like, but the kid's three. I think we've got a few years to work on this, you know, but even if the kid's 14, 
it's relationship, right? It's like we talked about in our episodes on attachment and talking about relationship and building that relationship, no matter what age the kid is, we're building the relationship and then we can address the behaviors. We can address these things, but we can't just say, um, you know, I have to address this right now or my kid will, you know, turn out to be a psychopath or whatever. Right. I mean, we, we go huh. to those, those crazy fear places, right? Yeah. Well, Kayla, I, I just kind of want, want to add to that because every time we talk about these things, I have the same compelling thought is that you have to, you have to learn all the things and then you have to do all the things and you have to do all the things for long enough because the mental checklist that you've got to run through so quickly, right? It, it's, it's the, it's that you have to, you know, you have to do it enough times. It's like it's like hitting a golf club, right? You have to practice it enough times that new neurological pathways form that you don't have to think about it. Like, as I was thinking, okay, well, we don't have to deal with it now. Um, you know, we could have done the try to crush the rebellion and get bigger and louder. And then I was thinking about, you know, the uh, re- the regulate relate reason, you know, thing that Bruce Perry talks about, and mm. like all of those things, like again, through my mind while I'm trying to engage here. And I think that's why. Um, when the, one of the saddest things in parenting I hear is when parents say they're just giving up with these ideas um, because they've tried everything and nothing works. And you know, I'll, I won't, I won't belabor the point. I, I love, I love the question you always ask them: What have you tried? Mm-hmm. And how long have you tried it? Because everything yeah. uh, and a long time have no context. They are literally w- phrases without meaning, right? Um, and you know, and and one of the things um, that I remember, um, you know, that I was thinking about is is I remember the first time we saw Karen Purvis speak all those years ago at the Tapestry Conference, and and I was like, I've I've been honest about this before. It all sounded a little too too much in the in the hugs and kisses department, and and not enough in in the parenting department. I was wrong. You have it now. I, I left. I left it half a second before and half a second afterwards. It's easy for you to clip, and you can maybe just play it back at me. I don't oh, even know. That, that would be fantastic. That's Could my I get gift that as like you, my sweetheart. my ringtone or something? Like every time you call yeah, me, it's like I was wrong. I was. You can wrong. text Allison text asking. I'm, I'm sure That's that he, he's perfect. fantastic. Yeah, a text tone every time I text her. <laughs> I was wrong. Um, but but uh, but the thing that really that really hooked me was when she said, "There's nothing special about what we do." We just remember the way our grandmothers treated us mm-hmm. and we're trying to do that. And so, mm-hmm. you know, my grandmother used to say, as your grandmother used to say, that an ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure, which is mm-hmm. funny that my grandmother said that because I grew up in a metric country, but, you know, <laughs> a gram of prevention is better than a kilogram of cure. It just doesn't, you know, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't sound right. doesn't have a, the same panache. doesn't have the same yeah. ring to it as a... That's hilarious. And so what? And so what I mean by that is what we've learned is is another way to help with challenging behaviors is to be proactive. Like mm-hmm. we talk about this a lot. Be an expert in your child. Yeah. Uh, understand mm-hmm. your child. Be a detective of your of your kid. You you have to do the work to find out what's going on. And so, I I recognize that when my eight year old does not consistently eat um, enough enough of the right thing or frequently enough in terms of having a snack or having a lunch, and I'm like. She didn't eat much lunch today. And so when, when we started going down the road, before we let it get completely derailed, I just wouldn't put a granola bar in front of her because I know at some point she's just going to take it and it's going to bring things back, right? So, so the being proactive part of it, 
is such a great example of what Purvis said about, you know, the way our grandmothers used to do things, because it's a perfect example for me of if you know who your children are and know what triggers them, what drives them, what motivates them, what scares them and, and all those kinds of things, mm-hmm. you really can be proactive. And, and, and so, you know, the goal in our house isn't to deal with challenging behaviors. The goal in our house is to do what we can to avoid challenging behaviors. Yeah. Um, without just saying, you know, because sometimes you have to say no. Sometimes you have to tell them to stop doing the fun thing and do the thing that they want to do. That's mm-hmm. part of being a parent, right? And being a connected parent doesn't mean you quit being a parent. It just means that you're making decisions that build relationships even when the things you have to say are hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, um, you know, I don't want to downplay that, you know, the only challenging behaviors are kids that are, you know, needing to do their math homework and they don't want to, or kids who are throwing shoes across the room. Cause I know some, some of our listeners are having some really big problems. You know, they're having some really not problems. They're having some really big behaviors and they're trying to get to really the root of it. Like what is behind this? But in the moment, it just seems like you're just putting out fires. It seems like you're just, um, constantly like, you know, so I've had parents say, well, I feel like we're walking on eggshells all the time. Like I don't want to correct any behavior. Um, because if I correct their behavior, then they're going to completely melt down. So I don't want to discount that, you know, if you're having some really big behaviors that, you know, giving them a granola bar and a, and a glass of water might not be all you need to do, but it could be a start, you know, letting them know that you're their advocate, that you're on their side, that you're with them and you're for them, even in that moment where they're raging, even in that moment where they are um, completely out of control. But then that's where the proactive comes in because you know your child has that tendency and maybe that tendency happens multiple times a day. So it's not that you're going to prevent everything from happening, but you can make that plan that says, okay, what are we going to do when it happens? I know it's going to happen. Yeah. So let's get that plan in place. And maybe you need a professional to step in there and help you put that plan in place. Um, but I like what Dr. Purvis used to always say, you know, don't shoot a gnat with an elephant gun. Because I think <laughs> so often as parents, we make it so much worse because our response is an emotional response and we don't respond to what actually happened we don't respond in a way that says I'm with you, I'm for you. So we don't use that like measured and appropriate response to what happened, but instead we use a, Oh my gosh, I have to stop this behavior right now before it gets out of control, squash it. But that's not what ends up happening. What ends up happening is we light the fuse. We fan the flames. What ends up happening is my favorite Purvis quote. More kids are driven to psychosis by their parents than anything else. And a lot of people want to get mad about that quote, but the truth of the matter is, is our response more often than not determines if we get things back on track or if we send things over, off the cliff in a, in a blaze of glory. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I just got, I got to, Chris, before you say anything, I, I have an episodic idea and I want to plant this in you guys' heads. Let's have our episode <laughs> called Favorite Purvis quotes, because we've quoted her like four <laughs> times, to, three or four times tonight. Uh, but let's like, you know, share just you know, our five or six favorite quotes and just break them down and what they mean to us. Mm. Well, everything okay. yeah. on my end would have to start with, well, cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, there were definitely, she was very, very quotable. Um, Yeah, Yeah, don't shoot a nap with an elephant gun is one of my... Is one of my favorite quotes because, it, I mean, you get this picture. Like, if you've ever seen an elephant gun, it's like this huge thing. And then if you've mm-hmm. ever seen a gnat, you realize how much bigger our response is than what it needs to be, right? What do you need for a gnat? You just need to, like, you know, get it in front of you and two squish fingers. it with your hands. Two fingers, if and you can, you know? <laughs> you don't need much. You don't need a whole lot of, of force, Mm. for that and that's the the instance of you know when when you can be playful so often we come down with this like brute force for a behavior when all we needed was a little playfulness a little a little silliness or a little you know whoa nelly you know <laughs> um we've i think we've told this before but one of our that's kiddos five. actually what is that another that's quote five. yeah that's I five for yeah <laughs> well we used to use the phrase whoa nelly so often when one of ours was little i'm pretty sure she thought her name had been changed to Nelly or that that was an official nickname. Yeah, and I mean, Ryan gives it... lots of nicknames. So, you know, but we like, whoa, Nelly, you know, because it was, it, we, we were trying so hard to catch it when it was low, catch it when it was small and use that measured and appropriate response so that we didn't get those big behaviors. Didn't mean we didn't get the big behaviors. We right. still got some, you know, we still yeah. have those moments of slamming doors and, you know, screaming and, you know, things where I think, are our neighbors going to call the police? Like that seemed really loud where they were getting really riled up. But Ryan and I have figured out most of the time how to keep our responses measured Mm. and appropriate. And then they don't last very long. Mm. And then they fizzle back down because the kids realize, hey, mom and dad are on my side. They're not out to get me. They're not trying to, you know, crush the rebellion Instead, they're just trying to get me to be respectful or to do what they've asked me to do. And nine times out of 10, when those blow ups happen, the kids actually come to us afterwards and say, I'm really sorry for not listening when you asked me to, you know, will you forgive me? And as a mom, it just like warms my heart to know we've gotten to that place, but it's taken a lot of, a lot of hard work and we still don't get it perfect for sure. Hey, um, Chris, I hope you I hope you know that I that I introduced the phrase crush the rebellion parenting. Um, <laughs> not just this podcast, but every time I get a chance to speak to a group of people because I really want to awaken the Star Wars nerd inside of you. Yeah, just just awake, awaken your inner Darth Vader. Crush yes, the rebellion. Yes, crush the rebellion. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> Chris is doing Star Wars impersonations, and I think I'm going to go to bed. Well, no, no, no don't go. No, I, I got a question for Chris before you wrapped it up because he has sent us a message on the internal how many minutes in we are, which is his, signal, <laughs> his way of, of, of doing the round the bases, raining us in. Um, like measured and appropriate responses. Is this one hard for you? Because it's because it's hard for me. Oh yeah. Um, because Absolutely. because I was not raised with measured and appropriate no. responses. I was raised with <laughs> explosive responses. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's but a good conversation. I think I think some of us <laughs> of a certain age and of the male persuasion share that in common. I think if we polled a lot of guys our roughly our age, plus or minus. 10 years, we're all going to find yeah. a very similar style of parenting that we we're all raised uh, on. And that's just kind of because of that's the way we were parented. That's the way we're going to parent unless we 
intentionally choose to do so otherwise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed, my friend. Agreed, my friend. I, I have lately, um, especially with one of our daughters that has really explosive behaviors, I've started just re- gently repeating this phrase. There's nothing you're going to do that's going to make me raise my voice beyond, beyond what it is now. And the last couple of interactions with her, I've tried that. And I may just be lying to myself. I don't know. But it seems like we get it back. We, we, we to use 2020 vernacular that we flatten that curve a lot faster than we typically have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Well, if you've got any thoughts about this episode or questions for us, please feel free to shoot those to us at info at onebighappyhome.com. You can also ask them to us on our exclusive podcast listener Facebook group. But there's a catch to ask us that question. And Kayla, what is that? So we have two Facebook groups. So we have one for all our listeners. You can jump in there. Um, You can find, you know, our podcast community. But our other one is a smaller community. And um, it is, you have to be a Patreon subscriber. So, um, and that's, the other one got really big. And so we're excited to have a smaller community. So if you... um, if you go to patreon.com slash empowered parent for as little as $5 a month, you can join in that exclusive Facebook group. Um, but also other perks like monthly Q and A's, some parent coaching, some, um, just ability to have a little more access to us. So discounts on classes and things that we teach. So we would love for you guys to join us. And if you, just can't afford that right now, and you, but you still want to be part of the greater Empowered Parent Podcast community. Just search for Empowered Parent Podcast on Facebook, and you should be able to find the larger group there as well. And finally, if, like me, you're on the Twitters more than you're on the Facebooks, you can always shoot us a tweet at One Big Happy Home. And if you can squeeze that uh, question into the 280 characters limited to, I will be impressed because... I know a lot of questions we get from parents, they're, they're paragraphs because all of our situations yeah. are unique, just like everyone else's. So, And as always, if you're not listening to this podcast via some sort of subscri- subscription, you can do so in either the Apple Podcast, is it store now or is it just Apple Podcasts? Either way. I think it's Apple Pie. Either way. Yeah. There's an Apple. There's a podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's both. So you can find us on Apple's podcasts, Google's podcasts, or on Spotify. Just search for the Empowered Parent Podcast. If you've enjoyed and gotten value from the show, we would really appreciate a review in any of these locations. As Kayla can attest, she loves reading reviews and getting feedback from our listeners. I do. Finally, the Empowered Parent Podcast is committed to helping parents of foster and adopted kids through connecting, correcting, and empowering principles. Thanks for listening.